0: Chapter 15. She slept like the dead until her eyes popped wide open, too early, and refused to close again. Her heart pounded in her ears, every muscle ready to move. Blocks of sun were bent under the ceiling, rich enough to be late in the afternoon. The curtains boomed softly, reminding her of the seagull taking off. A few fluffs of dust had braved the maid's sharp eyes and spun through the crisp air. The apartment was daytime silent. Nothing painful came here. Ash was a soft ice sculpture tucked around her, still doing the big spoon thing. She hadn't even let Marianne shower alone. Partly, it was to distract her from the scars, she was pretty sure, because of Marianne's embarrassing freak-out on the beach. Partly, it was that Ash was fully engaged in hovering, worried that Marianne would vanish again. It would go away, she figured, just one of those trauma responses. It was kinda odd to be fussed over. Marianne wasn't always sure what to do, or if she should say thank you and how many times, or if it should be sorry instead. A little awkward, maybe. And good. It felt pretty goddamn good. Chicken noodle soup with tiny noodles on sick days good. Her stomach growled and pinched and did all of the hungry things in the wake of the surge of adrenaline. She worked her way carefully out of Ash's entanglement and shambled to the kitchen. She meant to make a breakfast sandwich, daydreaming of bacon and eggs on toast. While she cooked, she polished off a jar of dill pickles, leftover souvlaki, a tomato, and ate the sandwich bread before it hit the toaster. Then ate each sandwich component as soon as it was ready. After that, she went on to raid the pantry and emptied a box of Lucky Charms into a mixing bowl. There was only enough milk to lightly dampen it, and she guzzled a bottle of iced tea to help it along. It was... just fine, despite the ruins of empty packaging on the counter. Ash hadn't mentioned food included in her lunatic rampage through the city, so it was possible that she hadn't eaten at all. Five days, though. But if she was in danger, Ash would have taken care of her. But vampire energy. Guessing was just pulling theories out of her ass. She gave up and swept the garbage into the trash, scrubbing the few dishes she'd dirtied, cleaning the counter. The routine, like the quiet, felt impermeable. They'd never get up here. She cracked open another iced tea and wandered into the living room, thinking of sunset. Cloudy Great The Lower Mainland at its most mundane. She saw her notebook on the table beside Ash's reading chair. Bits of paper stuck out the top. They weren't hers, she had post-its for marking pages. She curled up in the chair and picked it up. Tore an envelope. It was the least ash like thing Ash did. She should start leaving bookmarks in strategic places. The first one marked a page where Marianne had been bored and had started doodling awkward rabbits and foxes. The Disney Robin Hood and Maid Marion, poorly remembered and really badly drawn. She'd had every intention of ripping out the page, but hadn't gotten around to it. Maybe she'd leave it. The second scrap was at the end of her notes, she recognized Ellie's bold scrawl, picking up where her own writing left off. She'd gone to talk to Nika, taking down her account of the warehouse. She stared at Nika's name for a long time, willing her eyes to move on. The fridge kicked on, making her jump. This is stupid. It's just words. She cleared her throat and wiggled into a more comfortable position. She quickly learned to concentrate on the details. Nico's recollection of the big room was the same as hers, more or less. She'd seen Marianne, drugged into sleep on a table, and her bag, and remembered how Sarah had told her that Marianne had everything but the kitchen sink in it. That was cool. She'd been thinking about escape. It was the kind of thing you always figured you'd be smart enough to do when you watched movies, but who knew, really, until the time came she had seen Tommy, but no one else, not until Van Hoff. Tommy had wheeled Nika into the room with the fire pits. She didn't mention hearing a heartbeat. Marianne frowned and fetched her pencil case, picking out whatever differences she could find, highlighting and making notes. Not that Nika was wrong. She saw different things, and that was useful. And Marianne's pendant showed her things Nika wouldn't be able to see. It was important to know what someone like Ellie would see. She paused on the description of Van Hoff, remembering his eyes. Nika talked about the sickly, yellowed eyes, too. She didn't see the black stuff. Van Hoff was tall, she said, but stooped and held himself like someone in pain. There was something terribly wrong with him, and he was wrapped around with bandages that were sunk into him, covered over again with fresh ones he was still bleeding through them. All of him was like an open wound. Nika remembered his voice because he sounded like he had a lung problem, a fluey, liquid rattle. She thought he was British, she said. It was hard to understand him, but she definitely heard a British accent. Ellie hadn't made her recount how she was hurt. She was awake, that's all it said, Ellie could probably get hospital records or something, since she was this special sort of cop. It was awfully simple, wasn't it? She was awake. So much could happen, in three words. Harrowing account. The fuck would you know? The doppelganger perched cross-legged on the end of the coffee table. It probably knew Ash would hate that, and maybe it did it just to get a rise out of Marianne but it wasn't really there, and at the moment, it didn't seem to wish her any harm. I was there. Were you? You know I was. I lived it with you. You're welcome. Marianne didn't want to give the doppelganger credit for anything. How? You poison me, I poison you. We torture each other because... A process of magic was interrupted... A loop of decayed spell? I don't know. Believe me, I wish I did. I'm not the evil one here. I was promised a new life, not this purgatory. You're surprised he lied? He didn't lie. Well, no, he failed. She enjoyed the doppelganger's expression. Could be worse. You have no idea. To be... Here and not here, returning from immateriality to watch your childish stumbling. You don't come on your own. I arrive. That's all I know. In life, in unlife, I wasn't privy to the mysteries. He is dead, but there are witches powerful enough that they might free me from this purgatory, bound to you. You'll blame me anyway, but I never asked for it. That was all you and him. If you weren't such a mindless fucking sycophant, you wouldn't be stuck. It grinned humorlessly. Sometimes you don't suck. It's better when you give in to the darkness. Being pissed off at bad shit is just good sense. Dumbass. Marianne. Ash stood at the end of the hall, wearing silky dark red pajamas and a Confused expression. Morning. Who are you talking to? Nothing. Or no one. Thinking out loud. Hmm. You don't talk kindly to yourself, if that's the case. If. Marianne thought quickly. Ash knelt in front of Marianne's chair, propping her chin on her hands. Her expression was calmly expectant. Damn it. I kinda am. Kind of. Marianne sighed. I could have been. Hmm. How would you know? You're my favorite subject of study. I know your tell. In addition, you don't talk out loud. You think to yourself and swear out loud. What's my tell? It would be poor strategy to reveal my secrets. They're mine, technically. Technically. There was a long silence. Marianne closed her eyes. She wasn't afraid that Ash wouldn't believe her or understand. It was more that she was afraid of all the possible trouble that the doppelganger could be. Nothing wrong with procrastinating bad news. You remember the doppelganger? Now you're in for it. The doppelganger looked pleased. Of course. It's still here. Kinda. I see it sometimes. It can talk to me. Ash frowned. An hallucination? Not... Okay. I don't know, actually. I've never hallucinated. I think. It comes and goes randomly. It can't touch anything. It looks like it did after it died. It's really gross, she added. Like that's my fault. Does it affect anything? Not physically. I think it helped me at the warehouse. It doesn't know anything I can't, but, like, it was more awake than I was. It helped me when he, you know, it's benign. Ash took her hand, grounding her, helping her over the memories she wanted to ignore. I don't know. I don't think so. It's self-interest. If I die, it dies. Maybe if it could figure out a way to live without me, it'd take it. Better believe it. How long has it been haunting you? I think it popped up first when we were fighting the siren. So long as that. Sorry. I should have said something, I guess. Why didn't you? Marianne examined her tone. Ash didn't seem hurt or angry. I didn't want it to be a big deal. Or, like, be crazy. It may be too late for that. Wait, what? Ash kissed her hand. You're gloriously mad. Marianne barked out a laugh. Hey! Is it still here? It's sitting on the table. Tell it to get off. The doppelganger was irritated, its malice thwarted, maybe, and vanished. That seemed pretty purposeful for something that said it didn't have any control. Ash set the notebook on the table and returned to the handholding. Does it bother you? It's irritating. I wish it wasn't around. I don't know how to get rid of it. We can turn our thoughts to it. Anything else? Deep dark secrets? I don't think so. Ewan still haunts you. I guess. You'd think killing a guy and sending him into an abyss would be cathartic enough. I'd hoped so. Hey. Marianne squeezed her hand. Nash gave a little smile. She always seemed so unruffled. It was... "'Easy to forget everything that Ewan had taken from her.' "'So it goes. We won. That has to be enough.' "'She paused. I remember you talking about the boy once.' "'Years later, and Ash could still spin those two words to make it sound worse than any bad language. "'I guess.' "'People don't wake up old,' Ash said. "'Their backs bend slowly, under the weight of many small burdens.' You've been reading poetry again. Always. Her face glowed in the thick blue evening. I gotta remember this, she thought. I gotta remember. I worry about you. Oh. It's cool. I'll figure it out. I know you will. As I know how you squirm at romance. And still, I worry. I guess it was pretty bad this time. Her voice was too perky. Far closer than I ever want to see again. And, with your last breath, you command me to do something that I believe you know to be impossible. Uncool. Last words are last words for a reason. Life is too often unfair. Who told you? Nikki. Look, I get it's a vampire thing, but if something happens to me, try to keep on trucking, okay? Okay. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap myself in cotton and never leave the bedroom. The day you back down from a fight is the day I become a vegetarian. Promise. Promise you'll try anyway. I swear it. She'd try, and that promise lifted some smothering weight from her shoulders. I hate to ruin your mood, but Christopher is going to be here soon. Marianne raspberryed. I'll be the hostess. You rest. She tapped the notebook. Give yourself time. I don't think evil waits around. We'll figure it out. Ash kissed her and disappeared down the hall to dress. Marianne turned on a lamp and blinked the afterimage of bulb out of her eyes, resentful of the soft orange glow intruding on the peaceful blue-gray. Time. She doubted they had that much. Van Hoff would be pissed if he was so close to finishing his... whatever it was. Spell, she supposed. His work. If he was close, he'd be desperate to either finish or to hide until he could go out and get his own victim, since his thugs were gone. She went back to work, finishing Nika's story, then adding her own. It was easier with Ash there, rattling around the kitchen. Coffee smell preceded a cup appearing on the side table, then food smells and Marianne's stomach growled as though she hadn't raided the kitchen like a really big locust an hour ago. The feeling of Ash there, ready to fight or carry her away as needed, made the distance between her notes and her memory infinitely greater, like recounting a movie. She tore through her cob salad and ice cream dessert, perilously close to abandoning silverware and going at it by hand. When Ash didn't say anything about her breakneck pace, Marianne paused and hid her burp behind a napkin. So, this is normal. You need to catch up on human food. I'm gonna have a food baby pretty soon. She rubbed her stomach. She felt close to full this time. Food baby? Ash laughed. Jeans gonna be tight. You tease. Not in the ass bit. A little round stomach has its own charm. She sipped her nesty cautiously, then drank more enthusiastically. Peachy? she asked, seeing the flavor on the label. Peachy keen jelly bean. She glanced at the door. Get your poker face on, my darling. Shit. For what? Christopher? She nodded. Abe isn't so bad, she allowed reluctantly. Ironically, I'd like you to be more cautious just now. Wait. I'm not sure. Jeez, I'm sorry. It may be nothing. Just play along. You got it. I should see if my jeans still fit. Ash caught her hand. Before she could do it, Marianne kissed her hand instead. You're on to my game. Her eyes were bright, pleased, almost too naked to meet. Jeans fit. She dragged on a Maple Leafs jersey that was longer than usual and covered her stomach even when she lifted her arms. She could worry about body image later. Right now its familiarity was comfortable, even if the team's success rate was depressing. Ash had vamped through cleanup and was breaking out the booze by the time she was back. Unfair advantage, she muttered. The best use of supernatural speed. So we can add dishwasher to the list of potential jobs. Lord, spare us. She grinned and dodged Ash's playful swipe, going to answer the lobby call chime. It was Christopher, retro lapels long and sharp enough to take out an eye. He squinted into the camera. Come on, darling, don't make me wait like a peasant. Tempting. With a sigh, she hit the button to let him up. Any requests? Ash held up a glass. Marianne's stomach burbled unhappily. Just iced tea. Long Island? Just regular. Island. Need to get back up to full hit points, she added, when Ash looked surprised. You don't need to explain. And Marianne believed her, even knowing that Ash was still fretting. The engagement ring skipped through her mind. It really should be on Ash's finger by now. Christopher tapped out shave and a haircut on the door, because of course he did. At least he finished it, though. We have a bell, she pointed out. Marianne, thank God. He gave her a bone-crushing hug. Forgive me, darling. You don't know how worried I was for you and Ash. It's an incredible relief to see you safe with my own eyes. She smoothed her jersey. No problem. I'm good. We're good. He glanced towards the kitchen, then stooped a bit and looked her in the eye properly. I've never seen her so driven. She was mad to find you. He gave her a crooked smile. Thank you so much for holding on. For my sake and for hers, I owe you. Don't be a stranger. Come in. Ash, my darling, I'm so glad to see you safe and successful. Christopher repeated the hug. And maybe Marianne wasn't an expert yet, but Ash's expression wasn't as purely joyful as it always had been before. They camped out in the living room. Her tea had been poured into a glass with ice like Ash was living with a civilized beast. Christopher held his glass the way Ash did, fingers light around the rim. It's good to see you back together. I trust nothing dramatic occurred? There's likely some strange security footage, Ash said. You can plead temporary insanity. A short bout of amnesia, anyway. Ah, after... he looked at Marianne. Yeah, after. We've started comparing notes between Marianne and Nika. I know the task force is eager for more information. He shook his head. They're well out of their league. Ash, when has involving the police ever proved fruitful? Ellie isn't like other cops, Marianne said. She's been there. She has experience. Christopher's look was textbook patronizing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you got a great story from the olden days about how cops let you down. Whatever. Ellie's had our backs. Whatever. This generation is too efficient by half. One word to dismiss centuries of experience. You can read all you like into a look, my dear. The truth is that our kind seek out solitude for good reason. We're at our best as such hunters. Not entirely solo, Ash said mildly. Still mingling with, wow, racist much? It's less about race, my dear. The differences are deeper than that. You aren't making things better for yourself. It's a simple reality. Sure, you guys are superior in every way. Until the sun comes up. Ash smiled. A hit? A very palpable hit. Christopher rolled his eyes. May the heavens defend me from my darling Ash when she starts quoting the bard. Humans have a vested interest in this hunt, at least. And I'm sure that I don't have to tell you, Christopher, that it's harder to hide these days. Cameras were difficult enough. I don't see widespread computer use improving our lot. It may do well to make what allies we can. Only so long as you can control them. They aren't ours to control. All right, I submit. We can debate general trends when we have the luxury of time. For now, do we have any useful leads? What does our sweet Marianne recall? Enough. Enough to have new questions to ask, Ash continued smoothly. Such as? We've decimated Tommy's procurers. Instead of retreating and rebuilding his system, he reached out within a block of our operation to kidnap Marianne and Nika. Specifically, was that not the exact reason you chose the area? Neither are typical of Van Hoff's victims. I don't believe it was by chance. Marianne could merely have been collateral, and the other girl the real prey, or it might be some petty revenge. Van Hoff had only wanted to finish his work, it was all about him. Unless Tommy had kept all the street-level crap to himself, it didn't make sense to Marianne that Van Hoff would have appreciated the attention it had drawn. Or, Ash prompted, Christopher's eyes darted to Marianne. You think she might have some special value to him, because of what she can do. It isn't only the choice of target, but how smoothly it went. It was bad luck on our part, without a doubt. Ash cocked her head in a particular way. Marianne had never seen that expression before. Not unfriendly, just unmoving. Christopher obviously had. All right, what is it? The why can be teased out later. For now, we've recovered our two missing ducklings. We've found Van Hoff's nest. We're closer than ever to ending him. So why are you looking at me like I kicked your cat? You know I should have been able to pick up Marianne's trail. I should have been able to hear her, even in sleep. You don't think that's odd? Nothing is infallible. We've both chosen to remain as we are so that we can adapt. Just before dawn, at a distance, underground. Marianne's gift isn't common, yet they knew how to counter it. Christopher stilled, which, in a vampire, was really goddamn still. Are you seriously accusing me? When Ash didn't respond, he shook his head slowly. You are. Need I remind you that I'm the one who has been hunting this creature without pause for two hundred years. I'm the last person to go tattling to that ill-begotten son of a whore. They knew how to take special precautions. Christopher threw up his hands. I'm sure they did. I hate to tell you, but our kind aren't exactly rare. Special precautions for Marianne and I. How did they know? He looked at her like she was mad. Truly, this is Van Hoff, darling. You don't think he's had people learning everything they could about you, exactly as you have him? Since that very night you crossed paths, I have no doubt that they have been searching out information about both of you. They know too much for street gossip. It's hardly difficult to pry away secrets, you know that. God knows there are enough people in your little hero club. My friends wouldn't talk about shit. I am sure that your small army of random do-gooders are the very soul of discretion. And I'm equally sure that you can vouch for the character of each and every one of them, from the much vaunted Mounties to the homeless junkies conscripted into the movement through desperation and veiled threats. They were volunteers, not conscripts. But Marianne's mouth snapped shut. Threads untangle, Ash. It only takes one loose end. In any case, If I were so cringing a monster as to take up common cause with Van Hoff, I wouldn't be sloppy about my work. His words were sharp, but somewhere behind his eyes she felt that he was hurt. Van Hoff has someone else working with him. Whoever it is, they come from the invisible world, able to communicate without speaking. Silent, Marianne said, and strong. He drew back, eyebrow lifting. "'I think you give me too much credit. "'I can't communicate telepathically. "'There are plenty of other creatures who can.' "'He polished off his drink. "'In any case?' "'When, exactly, was I meant to be doing all of this moonlighting?' "'I didn't budge once after she was taken. "'I was with you every step of the way, "'until the moment you caught her trail again. "'Too late to be this mysterious person, I trust?' "'I'm very good at what I do, Ash.' "'but I have yet to master being in two locations at once.' "'After a long moment, Ash nodded slightly, looking down, giving way. "'It's true enough. I'm sorry. It was unfair of me.' "'He chuckled. Paranoia is an uncomfortable travelling companion. "'The important thing is his lair. He won't go far from it, "'just as he didn't flee London even when he had the chance.' Something keeps him in place for a certain duration. He's driven by it at this point, at finishing whatever this experiment is. We will find him this time. He won't get away again.